Amen. He is a worthy God. Amen. Can we just clap to him big today? Amen. Why don't you go ahead and have a seat for just a second. We are just uh, so excited about you being here with us today. And we just, uh, whoa, what do you guys think, man? Y'all think I ought to give it a shot? Give you a Christmas you'll never forget, right? You will need counseling for Christmas if I do this right here. I think, I think I'll pass on that. Hey, if you are a guest who is here with us today, can we just give it up for our guests who are here? We're excited. We love you. We're thankful that you are here. We hope that you come back. We hope you take time to just enjoy all of the great things that are outside uh, these, these doors here. We've got great food, all kinds of activities uh, that you can participate with, in and with. And so we're just so glad that you are here. Now, I need to let you know something. I love Christmas. Now, you would expect a pastor to say that, right? I do love Christmas, but I've got to be totally transparent with you for just a second here. It takes me a little bit of time to kind of get in the Christmas spirit because some of the first thoughts that I start having about Christmas kind of, for me, begin to produce a little bit of stress. Okay, some of you adults probably relate to this. The kids don't. You start feeling a little stress. I start, I start just kind of feeling my blood pressure rise. So, so I have to get to this place for me of remembering why I love it. Why I really love Christmas, the, 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 those feelings of stress, though, they seem to keep coming earlier and earlier every year, because I don't know if you've, you've recognized this or noticed this, but, but it's like uh, marketing companies are trying to get the jump on each other, so there'll be big sales that will happen before even Black Friday, right? Uh, I, I remember going into one of the big stores, the big store, you know what I'm talking about, in our community. Uh, it was in September, 103 degrees outside, and I saw Christmas trees already that were out. And I could kind of feel my, my stress level starting to go up, just kind of thinking about the season is nearly here. And I'm like, wait a minute, it's 103 degrees. Or Christmas music seems to be being played earlier and earlier uh, as, as stations try to get the jump on one another. And by the way, my wife and my daughter, they love it. Uh, we were in Arizona and on vacation and in June and they're listening pen to Pentatonix Christmas and I'm like, really? Okay. And, uh, and so they can listen to it year round. And I mean, there's just, uh, I start thinking about traffic. I start thinking about navigating, you know, family, where, where we're going to go, where we're going to be at. And again, my blood pressure can just kind of start to rise. And, and you know, my, my son, he's a little more like me. It takes a little time to get into the Christmas spirit. He sent me this image, and I thought it was kind of appropriate, maybe a little whirly there, but it's December, fat boy. I mean, this, the, the turkey's saying, it's my time right now. He sent me another one that the turkey was saying to Santa, stay in your lane, right? Because it seems to just keep coming earlier and earlier. But, it, but it's like I start thinking about all of the stuff that I have to do, and I have to get myself to getting back to this, to this place. Don't think I'm... I don't think I'm complaining. I'm really not. But as a pastor, I start thinking of a lot of the things I have to do there. And if I'm not careful, I can kind of get a little bit of this feeling this, that right there. You ever felt that? Where I kind of feel a little bit of that. And then I have to get back to remembering, what, what is this really all about? All right? 
and I hate to admit this to you, but I have to keep it real. Now, you may not be like me at all. You may be in the Christmas spirit year-round. You may be the kind that could leave your Christmas lights up all year, and you're not even a redneck, okay? You just like them up. Or you're not even being lazy. You just like them up. Or maybe you are the kind of person that you, you are typically festive, and you really enjoy this time of year, but, but maybe there's just been a, this, is, this year's just been really hard for you. Maybe your family's going through some things that you never thought you'd be ex- experiencing, and it's just really been difficult to get into the Christmas spirit for you. Maybe for you, you've never really been one to be a follower of Jesus. You don't mind coming to church every now and then, and you don't, you're certainly not a Grinch or whatever, but you've maybe gone into the Christmas season, and you've been like, what's the big deal? I don't really get it, you know? It just... You know, I don't really understand. I want to just explain something to you. There was something that had to happen in me to change my mentality about Christmas. When I was a little kid, before I knew the Lord, Christmas for me was all about, it was about the gifts. It was about the toys, like the song that we saw earlier. And I would literally, I would be up all night. I could not wait just thinking about what I was going to be getting. I was the kind of kid also that even when the packages were wrapped, I would, when my parents were gone, I would unwrap them. I would look. I would wrap them back. Now, listen to me, children. Do not do what Pastor Bart did there, okay? This was before Pastor Bart was a pastor and before he knew Jesus, okay? So don't do that. But I was just like that, and I would just, all this anticipation about what I was about to get, and I remember I would open them, and I would love that for just a little bit, but just like anything else, it would just last for a little bit. And before you know it, I'd cast those toys aside, I'd be on to the next thing, and it just really didn't even satisfy me as a kid. Isn't it interesting that as adults, we can do the very same thing? where we can just kind of think that things in this world are going to satisfy us and we'll go from one thing to another to another and we're still not totally satisfied, right? We can can do that over and over again in our lives. Something had to change within me. My family, we, we were unchurched for a while, but then we started going to church and my mom and dad's lives started changing because they started learning about what it meant to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, while I was going to church, I was learning a lot of things about God. And I was starting to get to know about God. But it wasn't until I was around 14 or 15 years old, right in that range, that I started realizing that I didn't have what a lot of people had around me. They had a personal relationship with God. I didn't have that. I would see it in my mom. I would see it in my dad. And I saw a difference that was happening. And it wasn't until my mom began to share with me, Mark, there's a difference in just being a religious person and kind of going to church. There's a difference in that and actually not just knowing about Jesus, but actually knowing him in a relationship. And she led me into this time where I, I prayed and I, I placed my faith in Jesus. And, I, and something like happened. It's like I came alive where I was in this place where I was, I was kind of spiritually dead. Not kind of, I was because the Bible I learned later said that about me. Someone finally shared with me what it meant to have a relationship with God, not just religion. And to me, Christmas had been all about the gifts that I was going to get for myself. But, but really what I learned was that it's, it is about a gift, but it's about the greatest gift that has ever been given to us from God, 
to us. It's been given to us. John 3.16. Many of you know this passage. Even if you don't come to church, you probably have seen this passage. It says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone, that's anybody in here, who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. This is the Christmas story. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to, what does it say? Save. That's why his name is Jesus. He who saves. To save the world through him. Jesus was God's gift to us. For all, what does it say? Who will believe. Something clicked in me whenever I, I got that. And I, and I began to actually fathom what Christmas was really about. The fact that God himself would humble himself, come in the form of a baby. You saw how precious that little baby was. You you know that wasn't baby Jesus, right? Okay. But still, just to see the reality of that's how God, the creator of the universe, came in that manner. Here's what I, I began to take away from this. Here's something to just think about. Number one. I was blown away by the fact that God wanted a relationship with me. With me. Man, you had to know me. Because I was such a sinner. And here's the second part of this. A relationship with God was not actually possible because of my sin. And the Bible even says that. That that's what separates us from him. Because God's standard is perfection. And God cannot mix with sin. So I was not in relationship with God. And Many people are not in relationship with God because our sin separates us. But here's the most incredible part of this. And by the way, I would try to do things to make myself right with him. I would go to church. I would try to do the good things, but nothing ever really connected me to him. I could never really get there because I would always fall short because I couldn't live up to that standard of perfection. So the third part of this is this. Jesus came to restore my relationship with God and yours by doing what? Paying for my sin and yours. He paid a price that I could never repay. He stood in my place. He took my sin upon him and yours upon the cross. Not only was I born a sinner, I was was a participant, a willing participant in sin. The Bible said that I was spiritually dead because of this, and this was my problem, my dilemma, right? So here's what Romans says. This is a beautiful passage. Let me read it to you quickly. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. Everything else that we try to hope in, it's going to leave you disappointed. This never will. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time. And he died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us. Here's the Christmas story. By sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we've been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. That's that separation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. 
Verse 11, so now we can rejoice. Our lives have been changed. We rejoice in the wonderful new relationship, there's that word, with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends. Here's what we want you to get more than anything today. Christmas is about this. Jesus came because you matter to God. Amen? You matter to God. He came and he lived the perfect life I could never live. He died the death I couldn't die. And he says in John 1, 12, to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave us the right to become a part of his family. He offers salvation, a relationship, if you receive him today. Whenever I got this, here's what happened. That person who was dead came to life. The person who was in darkness was now in light. The person who was spiritually blind was now made to be able to see. And I want you to know that my life has been transformed and changed by Jesus because of his grace. Aren't you thankful for that? So here's what I want to do. I want to just offer you an opportunity to pray. Can we just bow our heads right now as we close this service out? There are some of you that you have already placed your faith. Many of you have placed your faith in Jesus today. What I encourage you to do right now is just in the stillness of your heart, rejoice in this salvation that you already have because of God's grace. Tell him thank you right now. Thank you for coming to save us. Ask him to give you a joy. No matter what your circumstances are in life, ask him to give you joy. Fill you with that joy, that Christmas spirit true Christmas spirit. Some of you have never placed your faith in Jesus Christ. I want you to know he came because he loves you. And if you've never trusted Jesus as your savior, maybe you even grew up in church, but you've just been religious. You don't know what it means to have a relationship with him. You might just do what I did because I prayed to him and I prayed something like this. You might make this your prayer back to him. Say this to God. Dear God, I want a relationship with you. I want to know you. I don't want to just know about you. I believe, Jesus, that you are the Son of God, that you did die for my sins, and I am a sinner, and I'm sorry, and I need your forgiveness, and I need a Savior. So at this moment, I place my faith in you, Jesus. I want to turn from my old life and receive you in this gift that you offer of new life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In your name, I pray. And all God's people said, amen. Hey, can we clap for those that maybe trusted Jesus as their Savior for the first time today?